Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is Sunday. It's Mother's Day. Mother's Day to all the ladies out there, all the older ladies, younger ladies, soon-to-be-expecting ladies, even for the ladies that are missing their moms today. For everybody that has a mother, for every gentleman, woman, child, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. It is May 10th, 2020. We are back. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Your hosts are back in studio, or our makeshift studio. which our dining we, room. It's a dining room. It's what we can do during quarantine to make things work. Uh, how you doing today? Living the dream, man, every day. Living the dream. Beautiful day. It was a shitty weekend. Yeah, explain. All right, all right, so we started last week with uh, some weather forecasts. So uh, what the hell is going on with Armageddon today, man? You had last, literally last week today, we were talking about perfect 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon baseball. And now, as of yesterday, we were looking at snow, frost, all kinds of different Hail. stuff. Down Earthquakes, de- tornadoes, COVID-19, everything. Throwing at us. Every day. It's like Jumanji out there. Jumanji. Okay. Well, that is that is true with the uh, with the murder hornets that are now released. If Robin Williams <laughs> resurrects, then we got issues. If he comes back to life, he's the it's man I'm really following. That, that's the man I'm going to follow, no, <laughs> really matter, no matter how you look at it. So it's the, uh, it's the weekly uh, Bucha Pat show. Uh, a couple of things to ramble off for you. If you've been following us on our website at boochandpatshow.com, if you follow us on Facebook, then you would have seen that we have been posting up that our uh, guest this week is Harry Mays the from one and only. the one and only Harry Mays. He graced us with his presence a couple years ago. Uh, we got him back on this week. Uh, he's currently on the Tony Bruno show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM Radio. So he is due to call in around 1230. So, fingers crossed, hopefully we have no issues there. Uh, Let's hope. I double-checked, triple-checked all the soundboards. I checked the uh, I checked the phone lines. I made It sure. worked last week perfectly fine, so we should be all right. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Speak- you want to throw out the number? Just speaking, of phone, speaking of phone lines, give us a call. Our number is 724-815-0667. Give us a call. We are trying to contact. We're trying to contact. We're trying to recap and create any type of sports conversation that we can have, from the littlest thing to the majorest thing that may be happening in the world today. Now, with that being said, I do have to preface: um, just because I'm stating we will talk about the littlest things, does not mean for the third straight week we would like to hear anything about underwater basket weaving. No, please. No. So please refrain from that. Uh, also, for our older audience, such as my father, uh, it is a video feed that you are watching. That is not an actual button to do, push do to call press, us. Do not press the caller's number. You have to actually <laughs> go into your phone and dial those numbers to get a hold of us. Uh, it's not for the older folks. I mean, there's, there's, there are some dumb people out there. Like, uh, I'm trying to press it now. <laughs> also, you will notice at the bottom right-hand screen... We, uh, this week's show is brought to us by Vintage Bar and Grill. They are our ad sponsor for the week, so we will hype them up during this uh, quarantine. Are they open? They're, doing, t- they're doing takeout and stuff. Takeout? Yeah. yeah. They just during do- the weekends. I don't know, like Monday, Tuesday type deal, but definitely during the weekends. Okay. Uh, they're just food takeout. They don't do uh, – I think they do six-packs and stuff. Oh, do they? Yeah, I believe so. Well, check them out on their website. Uh, do you have that website? I do not. Well, let's assume it's I Vintage mean, they, Bar they and have Grill. Vi- they have the vintage Facebook page. 
Yes, vintage Facebook page. Go check that out. Uh, check out their website. They're located out there on. People uh, look at websites. You never, you never know. People have websites just to be. I mean, we're on Facebook, so if you want to look them up, look on, look them up on Facebook. Do whatever you gotta do. Go there. So, uh, moving into today's topics of vast majority of different things. A couple of things as far as the quarantine is concerned. Governor Wolf is starting to reopen and be a little bit more lenient and releasing some of the counties across Pennsylvania. However, for most of you listening to this show, you already know that our area is not scheduled to reopen until June 14th? 4th. Oh, June 4th. Okay. Free Montgomery County. Come on. Let us go. I can't do another weekend just sitting around doing nothing. It is, uh, it's going to be trying times. Like, I'm going to have to soon volunteer to go to work. That's how boring it's getting. Like, this is, I, I, I try, don't want to go to work. Well, that's what, that's what happened last night. We were, like, sitting around watching TV, and it's like, uh, all right, we've, we've, uh, finally watched everything there is to watch we, on we, TV. Yeah, everything's done. What, what do we want to watch? And hand the remote to your sister, and what do we end up watching? Like, a life. A lifetime movie, oh, yeah, a lifetime movie that show. basically should have been a porno, the way it was filmed. It wasn't a porno porno, but it, it was like poor acting, like they were in like a back room that they quote-unquote called, this is the office, but it also doubles as the police station. It was very, very weird. But that's what it's come down to, is that we're out of things to watch. Um, so give us a call. Let us know. Text give us the, suggestions. Give us there. suggestions. Let us know on the uh, Facebook feed Still here. Still going to be another month of this, so we need stuff to do, stuff to watch. Speaking of um, things to watch and things going on and, you know, unfortunately with the quarantine, uh, are you aware that the – like, in theory, the last normal day we've had before all this began was March, Friday the 13th? That's pretty crazy. Like the la- like the last normal day, everything gearing up is like, oh man, well, we have a Friday the thirteenth coming up. Woo! It's like, yeah, but it's March. What's that matter? And then boom, COVID nineteen quarantine. Uh, people dropping like flies. People trying to wear masks. People businesses closing. People staying at home. Then you got uh, murder hornets. Then little Richard dies. And it's like, what the hell is going on in the world? I know. I'm jumping all over the place. But the normalist, the most normal <laughs> little Richard thing. Richard just <laughs> came out <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> What's but, up with that? <laughs> uh, I got that queued up for you today, buddy. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll get. I'll be able to use it once. Okay. Because right. I don't think I'll be able to queue it back up. I have to get like an actual soundboard and stuff. I, I'm working on that to get your sound effects and and shit ready. Sweet. Um, another thing with um, the pandemic and things was there was a video that made its way around, and went viral this week. Uh, the Plandemic movie. Did you watch that? I did not. It was a 20 to 25 minute clip, I guess, out of this little movie. It's been removed from YouTube. Uh, I did see people sharing it. It, it was removed though. It was removed off YouTube. YouTube, oh, okay. YouTube claimed that it, it broke, like, uh, their terms of agreement or something. Basically, YouTube's a little fickle though. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. It was, uh, it, but yeah, they they took it down and then then somebody else put it up. I don't know if it got sh- if it was put on Facebook and taken. down. It was definitely taken down off of YouTube, and it made its way around. And I, I was I watched it. Uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, it's a movie for you. If you think that the quarantine's all bullshit, it's a movie for you. If you think that everything that is happening in the world is normal, but you have some questions, 
this movie might be for you. There's I'm a lot all, of stuff. I'm all the above right now. I don't there, know. Some days I'm like, ah, I'm terrified of the COVID. Some days I'm like, it's it's fake. Who there, cares? There's a lot of stuff in there that if it's real, if there or if there's any little bit of it that's real, I mean that really shocks you when it comes to the government because it it she this woman implicates like people by name like and the top name on there is Dr. Anthony Fauci, the guy that's in charge of this whole pandemic. She's saying he's capitalizing money and this, that, and the other thing. Regardless, you take it at face value. So she's just a big conspiracy theorist out there. She's not. She's, she worked for the CDC. She worked for Anthony Fauci. Oh, did she? Okay. She was arrested, put in jail, and was under a gag order for five years. And when she was asked what she was arrested for, she said she was she was never charged with anything. She couldn't get they, – they, they went after her family. They went after her husband. They went after everybody to ruin her career. Everything. And finally, when the gag order was up, she wrote a book about it, and this is what it is. I was talking about it. Are we going to be, like, CIA going to creep up on us right now? Dude, if we end up dead, <laughs> it's because no, – that's why everybody's dying of coronavirus. You die because the CIA kills you? Boom. Corona. Maybe we shouldn't joke about this. <laughs> Maybe we should – like, there's a good possibility that somebody's listening somewhere. Uh, but anyway – are they listening on my phone? I'm throwing my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so d- do what you want. Like, find it. Don't find it. I don't care. I think it – for me, I thought it was really interesting. It really brings up a I lot of questions. I didn't see it. Where, where, can you, where can you see it? I think you said they took it down. They took it down off of YouTube, but okay. if you Google it, it's called the Plandemic Movie. So, Pandemic with an L. Plandemic Movie. Uh, and you'll see a clip. It's like, like I said, it's 23 to 25 minutes long. And it's this older woman and the, the interviewer, he's – I would a guy with gray hair, but he doesn't look old. He looks younger, um, and it's just the two of them talking. Okay. Uh, but piggybacking off of the fact that she implicates Dr. Anthony Fauci, yesterday uh, either he announced or somebody in his group announced that uh, he may have been exposed, and now he has to go into his own little quarantine. Yep. So I thought that was pretty wild too. It's like I'm not curious if if he actually did or if this is just to hide from all the bad media. That's uh, who knows. Who knows. <laughs> who knows. Who knows? But I digress. You know, it's we're already 10, 11 minutes into the show. I don't want to be talking about coronavirus and conspiracy theories because all of our people are not tuned in for that. All of our people are tuned in for sports talk radio to go above and beyond of what you normally hear day in, day out. So, uh, with Mother's Day, um, your normal thing, like if you look at the logo that we have, you know, there's a little heart over the word mother. Uh, it's got a pinkish hue to it. And every time I think of Mother's Day, this time of year, I mean, obviously I think of my mom, think of my aunts and my sister and everybody like that. But when it comes to sports, I think of baseball. Right. Baseball Mother's Day. You got the guys out there with the pink bats, the pink gloves, the pink cleats. And it just it, it makes me miss baseball again. Once once again, another sport that I'm just stuck missing. And it's just the littlest details of just like like the little accessories just to market things. You know, the uh, giveaways, the Mother's Day hats, the bonnets, whatever. It, uh, instantly, that's where my head goes to on Mother's Day. It's like, man, 1 o'clock, where are the Phillies? And I know you got your Phillies I'm shirt on. Phillies. You're wearing your Phillies. I wear Phillies every Sunday now just because I miss it. I miss Sunday 105 games. Just, to feel, just to feel some type of normalcy uh, yeah, in this yeah. weirdness? Yep, absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. So when it comes to baseball – with the Philadelphia Phillies, what are some of the rumors that have been swirling as far as not necessarily just the Phillies, but as far as MLB 
jump starting back up. Like I've heard I heard a lot of different things about a shortened season that they could come back as soon as July that well, there wouldn't be an All-Star game. Like what do you got? I heard uh they want to start a 80 game season at the beginning of July. 80 game season in July. Okay. Uh teams would open the season in as many and in as many home parks as possible. That will cut down on travel and allow players and personnel to uh to easily isolate at home with their families. Okay. And expanded postseason format, which would send seven teams to the playoffs per the league. Seven teams? Yeah. Why seven? Seven per. Oh, 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 yeah. seven per. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, not to jump ship here, but like to backtrack a little bit to what we talked about, I guess, last week or two weeks ago. Have they, even though it was all speculation, have they abandoned that rumor of – Every day it's a new rumor. So okay. I think they're going back to the regular – the way the divisions are lined up. Okay. And just do this 80-game season, and but play more games within division. Okay. So we play in the Nationals more, Mets more, right. Braves more. Yeah, just stay within our people more often. And I would assume – And I, have more home games. Right. And now you didn't say uh, – I didn't hear you mention all. Did you say All Star Game? Like, I did not hear All Star Game. Would assume, I heard I would earlier. assume that's got to be canceled. Yeah, I mean, unless they want to throw it at the end of the season. In November? Yeah, why not? That'd be weird. Why would Why would it? I mean, I mean everything else is weird, but I I don't know. Um, that was one of the That was one of the conversations they wanted to do before uh, playoffs. What, uh, uh, move the All Star break. Yeah, that was one of the beginning conversations. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, there's no rules how, anymore. So yeah, I know. Now, how, like you said, an 80 game season? 80 game, yeah. Now, what would your opinion on that be? As far, like, what do you think that would look like? I mean, obviously you're it saying like 80 games. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying you as a fan, like as far as the product that they're putting out, that like, would you like aside, like everybody right now is like twitching to just have sports back on the air, whether there's fans there or not. They want to watch baseball. They want to watch football. They want to watch something. And you shorten the season to 80 games instead of your 162, right. which is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But would that still – like, I mean, not that you would know, but – It would intrigue me more. I would want to watch more uh, 80 games. Now, how – I don't watch 162 games. I would rather watch 80-game season. Right. Every game counts more. Now, how would you think um, that would work? Like, because you're saying trying to play more home games. Well, everybody would have to have a home game, but somebody's got to travel at some point. Yeah. So how do you think that would like more home stands? I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't make the schedules. I don't right. know how they would figure. I wonder it out. if they. Would, I wonder if it would be more like trying to keep the like, even though they're not in your division, but try and keep like local teams so they're not traveling across country as much. And you know, so maybe if, like if we're playing the Yankees or Boston, I don't even think they would be part of it. No, I think they want to keep it within the division. Oh, like I don't even see us playing the Pirates. I think we're just hmm. for 80 games. We're going to be playing the Marlins, Nationals, Mets, Braves, Braves. Yeah, just on a rotation for 80 games. For 80 games. Yep, that's the way I'm reading into this. Huh. I mean, it, hmm. I mean, I guess I can't really complain since we're not having sports. I don't know if I like that though. I don't know, like, yeah, it'd be nice to just like really like whoop up on your division day in and day out. But then you miss out on like games like where you get to see other superstars come into Philly. But and I understand like it's a weird time. We want baseball, so I, I understand know. that. But 
just because like at the same time because my quarantine self is like twitching and jonesing for sports the other part of me that's a fan i'm still sitting here saying like i don't want to compromise and have to say like like you're saying like for pittsburgh like granted there's nobody on pittsburgh that i'm sitting there like oh my god i really want to see this guy play but like i mean you could say that about the yankees you could say that about the angels you could say that about a handful of organizations it's like i would love to see that guy play like that's part of the reason i'm buying this ticket because i want to see my team but i also want to see these guys like these big name stars come into the city right i don't i mean hey it is what it is whatever they're going to end up doing you know they're not asking my opinion no i i want baseball i'm okay with it mm mm-hmm. mhm Gives us a better chance to get in the playoffs when we just play the idiots that are in our division all season. So, hmm. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be definitely uh, interested in seeing where that takes us. No, I'm uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. It changes on. Well, a yeah, I know. Basis, so. I mean, I I feel like every week that we've been on the air, the, it's a new rumor that we've heard. Yeah. Like, because when um when Rich, our uh, social media executive. Supervisor. Supervisor, whatever his title liaison. is. Liaison. The bitch boy. The post office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when he and I were talking, uh, like my whole assumption as far as baseball coming back, because um, you, normally you, your all-star break is right around the first full week of July, give it's or take. Middle of July. Middle okay. Of July, yeah. So my whole game plan, like, well, not my game plan, but my assumption was that the MLB would probably wait until like that break. And then just pick up like the season, however they want, however they want to adjust it, would be after when the All Star break was scheduled. So, and then he had heard that it was going to be as soon as July first. I would start July first because those July fourth games are big. That's big money. Those fireworks games. I understand that, but at the same time, I still don't see them playing it. I don't, even 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 if you even if you get back to baseball and get back to like that whole grandeur of the of uh, the 4th of July to get the fireworks games to have the kids come out I still think that you're going to end like end up with social distancing at these games That's yeah but I mean you're going to cut back so I, I they might not even they might push back that kind of stuff or say okay you can come to the fireworks games but when the game is over everyone must leave and go out to the parking lots to your cars on your own recognizance and then we'll start uh, the fireworks show from the safety of your own car yeah, I mean, they got big parking lots. You can still do fireworks and people just show up in their cars and watch it. You don't need people in the stadium for all that stuff. No, I know, but I think I think in, essentially by saying, uh, but like by saying like, look, this is this is what is happening. We're not doing it with you in the stadium. We are asking you to social distance yourselves. Go to the confines of your own vehicle on your own recognizance. You're doing whatever it is you want to do. So then that way, I think sports can cover their ass by saying, hey, look, we're not causing unnecessary social gatherings by having fireworks displays or whatever and people staying in a closed confine. Now, if they go out to the parking lot to their cars, you could end up having people tailgate these things and celebrate amongst each other. And God forbid something bad happens. But I think that would that's, in my opinion, the sports way of trying to avoid that. I think, but I don't know. I, I but I, I I really don't I don't see um, fireworks games being a thing this year. And if they are, it'll be afterwards it's, or delayed. That, that's like back back of my mind right now. I'm not worried about fireworks. I'm just thinking they want to start July 1st to get in Fourth of July games because that's big money for them. I understand that. I just don't see it. I don't. 
I don't, even if even if it's big money. At, at this point, anything is big money because they're you what April and part of March. So you're you're right now. We're at what a, a month and a half without baseball that's supposed to be scheduled on TV right now. Yeah, we're so pushing two months at this point. Yeah, so we're pushing two months. So. Any type of baseball is going to be big money. It doesn't have to be the draw of anything because the first day that they open, boom, everybody's coming. Yeah, absolutely. But that's why – start fresh, start July 1st. So on July 4th, you can get your five games starting at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and play all day. I mean, I get it. Do you think – oh, now you just mentioned something that I kind of like. Do you think by having a shortened season – and this goes out to everybody, but I'm asking Booch. Uh, do you think by having a shortened season, by doing an 80-game season, you would have true doubleheaders to prevent uh, excessive excessive games, a different type of clientele, different people? Doubleheaders and are then, definitely being talked about. But yeah. I'm saying true doubleheaders, not like the ones that you see. It's like, the okay. Nights, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, back-to-back doubleheaders. Yeah, they're talking about Ooh, that Ooh, that would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. I would love to do that if they do that. When's the last time we actually had – I think – didn't we have a true doubleheader last season? I don't remember. Like, they did away with that. I don't remember that. what I had for breakfast, dude. Yeah, I don't – I didn't eat breakfast. I'm just having my breakfast beer continued. Oh, Christ. Hey, it's Sunday fun day, okay? It's 1222 in the afternoon. Give us a call. Our number is 724-815-0667. In about 10 minutes, we're expecting a phone call from Harry Mays from the Tuno – from the Tony Bruno show with Harry Mays. We're going to break down some ideas with him and try and get his opinions on some things. Right now, we were just talking about some Phillies baseball and baseball in general. Um, so, do you have anything else on baseball that you wanted to uh, touch on? Not really. <laughs> touch on. We haven't talked about touching on things in a while. Hey, I, I remember the days you guys used to make fun of me for, oh, let me touch on this. Let me touch on that. You like to touch on things. Hey, hey, hey. Mother's Day. I don't touch on anything. Um, so uh, I heard something this week as far I, – I know this is a huge shift of gears from baseball to college football. Okay. But this was something that stood out to me, and I figured this would be a nice little leeway to get us to Harry Mays calling. Um, I heard that as far as colleges are concerned, there's a lot of schools talking about when they're going to reopen – what that means for football or obviously football. Let's let's be honest. These programs aren't for major other sports. Like that's what we're talking about, NCAA football. So I was listening to – shit, I forget who I was talking – or listening to. But uh, they were to, they were talking about uh, – oh, you know, it was, it was Mays and Bruno. That's who I was listening to. They were talking about uh, a lot of these schools in the southern section of the United States – talking about they will be back, they will be open, and they will be playing college football right like from the from the jump. They're right. going to be the first yeah. ones. So to to me it sounds like you're going to have full on SEC football ready to go. I think the Big 10 was a different story. But the Big 10, that's when cuz I was listening to these guys and then I heard what Franklin had to say because Franklin from Penn State he was going out on uh saying that school Obviously, talking about the Big Ten, but schools, schools in general, should not be penalized for their football season if another school or a couple of schools in their conference can't play. So, for example, 
if Wisconsin can't play. Yeah. You shouldn't shut down the rest of the Big Ten just because, like, he was saying, it's like, look, maybe just your guys aren't playing this year. Like, that sucks. It's the luck of the draw. But we're in a weird world but right that's now. That's going to force those schools to come back in earlier than they wanted to. I also agree. Because they're missing out on big, like we've been talking about, big money. College football is big money. So if Wisconsin doesn't start their school on time, but Penn State does, and they get to play at Purdue, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, their athletic directors chirping at deans and whatever, hey, let's get this going again because we're missing out on millions of dollars of football money right there. Right. Well, and and, and you bring up like it's a there's a, there's so many like what ifs, and you know I'm not a guy for what ifs, but this is one of those times you can actually sit there and break it apart because if. If you have these couple of schools, like one or two schools that can't open, but the rest of everybody is, you're gonna the one or two schools are gonna call bullshit. Like this ain't right. But then you're gonna not only that, then you're gonna have like students going, whoa, 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 time out. I, I, I'm not sick. I want to play. Like I need to get to the NFL. This is my life. I think this is. I think this is should be a college football together thing. All the, like the NCAA, the president of the NCAA should be like, we're starting here. We're or we're not starting here. Just not this division starting or this conference starting. Everybody starts or nobody starts. So what you're saying is we're in this together? We're in this together. <laughs> uh, on a side note, I'm tired of hearing that catchphrase. I really, <laughs> I really, really am. I, like, I understand that it's a pandemic and we all got to do our own to help each other. But, like, please, enough with that phrase. Um, but, no, I totally agree because if if – if you if you open some schools and start football for some schools but not for everybody for the fan base we will enjoy it to an extent because us being Penn Staters sit there and go well why can't Penn State play but I got to sit here and watch like the U I got to watch these guys down here I'm like come on I'm like and I will but, watch it cuz I love college football but that's but, but that's the catch 22 as a fan it's college football I'm watching but at the same time my team's not playing it's like well what the fuck so there's a handful of give and take, and I think that's where everybody is right now is that they wouldn't mind. It's like, yeah, get football going because technically I guess the NFL and college football were the last ones to actually finish a season without anything being affected. Everybody else everybody else, everybody got, just yeah. walked right into this nonsense. I mean, we would be talking playoffs right now. Playoffs for, uh, that, for, we for j- baseball and uh, hockey. Yeah. So – so that's a good that's a good point as far as opening things up together. But as you were saying, like it's a big money draw. Do you think the NCAA will do that? It's like it's it's all or nothing. I don't I don't see them. Oh SEC, you're good to play. All your six, all your ten teams are good to play. Go ahead. Big Ten, you only have seven teams playing, so we're gonna have to sit you guys out for a little bit. It's gonna be all or nothing. Now hypothetically, let's say let's say they do open it to the ones that are ready, so they can start drawing in. Because they got the Big Ten network, they got all these college networks, they, they got all this stuff. Yeah. So they're gonna want to do, they're gonna want to put something out there to draw in people. So let's say that they actually do start on time but without a few schools. Does the NCAA have to turn around and grant some of these students immediate transfer? Because they did that. Or a with, redshirt year. Or a redshirt year. Because they did that with, didn't they? They did that with. Uh, the Sandusky stuff, right? Like the kids that were there. It's like, it's like, look, this is a one-time, it's a one-time, yeah. it's a one-time deal. It's or like they look, could go on to a team and start right away, correct. play right away. And that's what I'm wondering. If, if, if hypothetically this was to happen, would that be a conversation? I don't, I don't know if they would give them a transfer year. I think they would give them a red shirt year, an extra red shirt year. 
Okay. Extra year of eligibility, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested and curious as things get closer. Like, because right now, my my focus right now personally is on baseball. Um, I think ba- basketball and hockey's a wash. I don't know how that would come back or whatever. So baseball is what I'm focused on. But right now, I mean, let's say Penn State doesn't start on time. We're looking at a top four linebacker in the draft next year with Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a top four linebacker going in next year. That screws up his draft eligibility or draft lock, perhaps. Well, that's the other issue is you got to think about what that does to the stats or the the yeah the stats of the kids that are trying to make it into the NFL. Uh, I think um, was it Rich that said to us as in a joking manner is like you know. If you're not playing, it's like, oh, cool. Well, can you, can you, can you set up Madden or the, you know, if NCAA brings back their video game, can you set this up the way you have NBA 2K? Like I can make my own character and then play my heart out on it. It's like, can, can you draft me based off of a video game, please? That would be great. Like that, that's the best I can give Dra- you. Draft me to that. <laughs> <laughs> my speed is 99. Oh, they want a 37 year old lineman. <laughs> Hey, you can never go wrong with a lineman. Hey, that's Jason Peters right there. I, I'm just saying Jason Peters, all right? <laughs> We're the same age. <laughs> is he really? He's, he's only 37? So. All right, I think this is our uh, call-in that we've been waiting for. So uh, let me get right to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the line, we have our guest of the day. Uh, he's joining us back from... Uh, we had him a couple years ago. So from the Tony Bruno show with Harry Mays on Satellite Channel uh, 211, we have Harry Mays. How Good, are you doing? Pat. How are you guys doing, man? Good. How are you? Great. How are you making out during this quarantine, but yet somehow beautiful Sunday? Uh, pretty pretty good. I, uh, you know, I'll be golfing later on today um, and have been enjoying the outdoors as much as possible. And the weather's going to be getting pretty good here by the end of uh, next week, so I think uh, I think things are things are looking up. Yeah, they're talking eighty degrees by the end of the week. Exactly. That's yeah, seventies, eighties. Yeah, that's perfect that's perfect for, for everybody. Yeah. You, have you been out yet golfing? Oh yeah, plenty of time. I mean, I was I practically golfed every day in the month of February, and then uh, March, probably half of March. And then they finally shut us down for good. So April was zero. And uh, about a week or so ago, a week, week and a half ago, um, they rolled back the restrictions on golf in Pennsylvania. And uh, I've been out a couple of times, uh, you know, since then. Okay. Now, uh, as of late, like uh, I think it was a month or two ago, uh, you and Tony mm-hmm. Bruno started broadcasting on Sirius XM. Uh, how's that? Yeah. How's that been uh, trying to create your show without any actual sports, like to recap or trying to create uh, new content while staying fresh on a daily basis? Yeah, it's it's been great, man. I mean, we're we're through six weeks now. Well, this is our sixth week. We're through five, and uh, we haven't had a problem at all yet. I don't anticipate really having a problem because I mean, we never really were the type of show back when we were on 97.5 years ago that really sort of recapped what happened the previous night in sports anyway. I mean, we're more of an entertainment-based show with, you know, with guests thrown in and, 
you know, it's, it's got definitely has a, has a sports lean to it. I mean, that's where the, the show is based in is in sports content. And really there, there has been content. Um, you got to look for it, but you know, as far as, you know, off season stuff is always big in the NFL. I mean, the NFL has, you know, sort of going on without much difference uh, in their off season. So we've gotten a lot out of free agency, the draft and, you know, the schedule and things like that. And, and just sort of, talking to people about, you know, what their thoughts are on how sports will return, when it will return, and in what capacity, I mean, that keeps you busy. And, you know, we're having a little fun with the South Korean baseball league uh, that opened up this week and was on, uh, has been on ESPN. A uh, you know, what's that? A couple of former Phillies playing in that Korean league. Yeah, I think uh, even Aaron Altair hit a home run, I think, on day two. Oh, really? Uh, so we, yeah, so we had some fun with the uh, with some of that stuff, but it really hasn't been a problem. I mean, we, you know, we, we plan ahead and schedule, uh, you know, guests and it's a lot easier to get guys on the show or people on the show. When, when you have a national reach, it's, it's a little more difficult when you're, when you were just dealing with a local show, a lot of guys wouldn't return your, your text or your call or your direct message because, uh, I guess they didn't feel it was just worthwhile just speaking to a smaller, you know, just not a small market, but just one market. Now you can, you can give somebody who's got something to promote or, uh, you know, a, a wider reach. So it's been, it's been a lot easier to get people to come on the show as guests. I, I totally get that because uh, uh, being that we're just a small podcast trying to reach out to everybody and everything, I with the I got I got you responding, I got Hollis Thomas responding, I got a, I, I even got Jaws to respond. So I'm working, but I totally understand the whole small market idea. Well, that's good. You got Jaws on? Uh, not yet. Uh, I I spoke with him uh, through Instagram, and he gave me his business manager's contact. Uh, emailed right. him, but I haven't heard back yet. So I was gonna give him another couple of weeks and then follow up. I didn't want to be, you know, a newsome problem for him during the quarantine. Well, he's he's a tough guy to get. He's very busy, but I, I'm sure he'll uh, I'm sure he'll carve out some minutes for you guys. I, I, I'm I'm hoping you're right. Um, now jumping gears here, uh, since we had the uh, the virtual NFL draft. Uh, I wanted to get your take on what you thought about uh, how the Eagles did this year as far as the draft is concerned and what you think uh, the season's going to look like as a whole. Well, I mean, you know, they addressed the, their positions of need with, the, you know, with the wide receiver selections. I, I can't say I would have gone with the guys that they took or at least the guy that they took in the first round. Uh, had it been me, with the way the draft played out, I would have uh, taken Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, out of LSU. Uh, but you know, we'll see how Raygor, you know, uh, plays out. Hopefully, hopefully he's as good as how he thinks he is, because they surely do need it. They, you know, they got some wide receivers late in the draft. I mean, who knows? You know, you, you sort of put all those guys together and hope one can actually play and contribute for you. You know, as the you know maybe the fourth wide receiver type of situation and special teams. Um, but in the second round, you know, that's really the, sort of the, the bone of contention with most fans. If they've had a problem with the Eagles draft this year, it's been, you know, the selection of Jalen Hurts. And I was, you know, shocked by it uh, for taking it back for at least a, a good half hour. And then I realized it's Howie Roseman and he, you know, he kind of does this kind of thing. <laughs> then I started to try to figure out why he did it. And, you know, I'm not buying into the, the part where some people think, the selection was actually to find the eventual replacement for Carson Wentz. I'm not buying that at all. 
I don't think that they have lost any kind of faith in Carson Wentz, nor should they. But I was really blown away that you would select a guy in the 50s, uh, you know, that's basically going to be a bit player for you and maybe not even play. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if, is he going to, is he going to win the backup quarterback spot? Because to me, right now, he's not the backup quarterback. He's third. He has no NFL experience. And I know he's had a, a really, really great college career, but there's a lot of things in his game that were reasons why he wasn't selected up where, the, you know, the other quarterbacks were in the draft, the guys ahead of him. So he's, to me, he doesn't really translate to, to a starting type or even a backup quarterback right now. Now, can he? Sure. But I don't know that I, I take a draft pick, you know, at what was it, 53, I believe, mm-hmm. for that role. I mean, I would have taken Logan Wilson, the, the linebacker out of Wyoming. I was pounding the table for him. And had I been in the, you know, if they would have had the draft in the, the war room and I was in the war room, I would have been pounding my fist on the, yep. on the table and trying to get, uh, trying to get uh, Jim Schwartz to, to echo my sentiments and hopefully we get our linebacker. But, uh, you know, they went another way and, and we'll see. But I was on record as saying, that if, you know, if I was the first two picks, I, I'd have Jefferson and Wilson in Eagles uniforms. We still do need linebackers. That's definitely a weakness right there. Yeah, now they got the kid, they got a kid out of Colorado later, you know, who's got a lot of speed, but he's kind of one of these hybrid guys that I know is becoming more kind of the norm in college football where these guys are sort of safety slash linebackers and they're they're very fast and speed wins in the NFL. So, you know, uh, maybe maybe they did uh, you know, find a find a uh, a gem in this kid. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. I, I can't sit here and spend great drafts. Right. You know, uh, days or weeks after they were selected, they haven't even been on the field. I think it's kind of stupid. I know that's what we do in in this business, and it's basically for for content filler purposes. <laughs> and I much. get it, but it's kind of stupid. I mean, you typically have to look at, at something three years down the line. And I wish more, you know, more guys did that, where they look at the draft from you know, say 2017, and give you know, give me a pick by pick selection, and your you know, of the selections and how things panned out, I think that kind of stuff is, is interesting. Okay, uh, let me get let me get your take on the uh, Jadavian Clowney idea, uh, them extending to try and get him to the birds. Well, I mean, if they could financially do it, I don't I don't know how they could, but I guess anything's possible. <laughs> You'd have to take a look at it. I, I don't have any issue with the the idea that Carson Wentz wouldn't want him in the locker room. I know that's been floated out there. And, I think that's nonsense. Carson wants players on his on his team that are going to help him win, and I think Clowney, if motivated, is a guy that can help you win. Um, but I, I just don't know that they can financially work it out. Would it, would I welcome him as as an as an Eagles fan or or a guy who you know follows the team? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when the like I said, when the guy's motivated, uh, he can he can really affect the game. Okay. Uh, now, just want to shift gears here before uh, we let you go for the afternoon so you can get back to golfing later. Um, right before you called in, we were talking about the uh, MLB season returning, uh, possibly yeah. as soon as July 1st or the beginning of July. What uh, what what are you hearing as far as rumors, or what would you like to see? Possibly a shortened season, no all-star break, uh, fans in or not in attendance? Like What, what, what are you uh, thinking that could end up being the reality here? Well, that's been one of the things that we've talked about on the show with Tony quite a bit because there's been so many of these different ideas floated. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like every three days there's some new sort of format that, yeah. that Major League Baseball is considering, and I think 
that they're, you know, that they are considering all these sort of outside the box type of ideas, because I think that's what it's going to take in order to get games back this season. You know, in whatever length they decide, they're not going to play a full season. We all know that. Um, but if you, you know, you played in 80, 80 games to 80 to 100 games and you found if, whether it's these three, you know, pod areas in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, and you put 10 teams in each, like, like the, the, the one idea we saw a week or so ago. I mean, I, I'd be game for anything, but I just want, I just want sports back. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, baseball is not high up on my list as far as my favorite sports anymore. It once was, but mm-hmm. it has fallen down, you know, behind football, college football, you know, uh, NBA basketball, college basketball, things like that. But I still, you know, I would welcome it back, and I'd probably watch more of it this year than, than I have in, in past years just because of what we've all been forced to go through here. So whatever they decide, as long as they can get back to, to playing, is, is fine with me. Would I love to see fans in the seats? Absolutely. Um, I think they're going to learn, or they're, they're taking a lot of cues, as they should, from the, uh, from the Asian uh, leagues, like South Korea and Taiwan and so forth, that have started playing. And you're seeing no fans in those stands. So I know that, you know, some of the teams have cheerleaders, I guess, and they're, you know, they're in the park and, you know, with masks on doing their thing and <laughs> it's great. But if you, if you put in, you know, sort of, you know, what precautionary devices at the concession stands, I mean, you know, I read uh, the, the idea that the Miami Dolphins floated last week about, you know, what their plan would be right now to bring fans back into this, to the stands for football games. And it, it's stated that, you know, their stadium is like 65,000 at full capacity, but they would only be able to accommodate somewhere around 15,000 if they were to go through this whole social distancing protocol that they were, that they're looking at. So, I mean, that's a significant difference. Um, you know, is it really going to give you a vibe in the stadium? No, probably not. You know, it's almost similar to having nobody in the stands. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't really have an opinion. I'd rather see some people in the stands or people being able to enjoy and go go to a game if they decided to to do it more so than than really what it's going to have as an effect on me watching it at home. You know what I mean? Like NFL football, the crowd is is a big part of it. There's no doubt about it. But where I really think it's going to be a big difference if there's no fans in the stands is college football. I mean, those environments on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and, you know, the SEC, and, you know, uh, the Big Ten, you name the conferences. I mean, that's a big part of the experience. That I would really miss if you're playing, you know, Ohio State at the, at the horseshoe and there's nobody in the stands. I mean, that's going to be really weird. Yeah, that would, that would be tough to watch. I, I, I would Yeah, like, they fit like 100 you'd million watch people. It. Yeah, well, no, no, I know I'd watch Trust it. Cause they, absolutely, because we're, we're twitching yeah. for anything. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think it's something where at first you'd be like, oh, this, this kind of sucks. But then you're realizing, well, football's back. I can bet on it. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not betting on what the, you know, what the fans were wearing in the stands. I don't care about that. After a while, you start to get used to it, uh, much like everything that we've been forced to get used to here. Yeah, I mean, that's what, we, like, you know, before I let you go, we, that's what we were talking about last week was, you know, uh, NASCAR talking about coming back and being one of the first sports yeah. to get back. It's like, I'm not even a NASCAR fan, but shit, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, I don't care. I just need something to watch on TV. Dude, I watched uh, I watched some of that E 
sport uh, e-racing yesterday from North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I wanted to go out and buy the video game. It looks so cool. <laughs> Seriously. I was just I'll texting with a buddy before I got on with you guys about if that was real, like if I could go out and buy that. And he said, hell yeah, that's, you know, PS4 or something. Oh, sweet. We'll have to look into yeah, that. Yeah, we have to look into that. Yeah, they, they, evidently the steering wheels are optional. And I'll probably buy the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get yourself a nice chair, a nice steering wheel. Absolutely. Go, go big or go Right. Uh, Harry, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, before we let you go, do you mind giving us a quick bumper to promote the show? Like, this is Harry Mays, and you're tuned into the Booch and Pat Show? Sure. Hey, this is Harry Mays, and you're listening to... Nah, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's Harry Mays. You're listening to the Booch and Pat Show, where you get all your sports opinions. Thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, guys. Enjoy take care. Enjoy your day. Good luck uh, with you whatever you it. hit today. Thanks. All right, say it. Well, that was very nice of him to call in today. We got our uh, got our interview in, just like I had worked on. Got him in, and yes, you did hear me correctly during said interview that I have been in talks with Hollis Thomas, who will be on next week. I did throw out like a little thing last week when I was drinking a little cranberry and vodka, saying, "Hey, there might be a tank on." Ah, <laughs> oh, cranberry and vodka. We forgot to ask him I, if he was did, having we any. We did. We did. That's his drink of choice, man. But I am now intrigued of that video game that he brought up. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen uh, like when I keep googling and like trying to find different things to help our broadcast and everything. I do see some things like that where uh, you know, like they keep trying to find like how do I do this or how do I do that or whatever the case may be. Uh, and I did see a couple of like you know tutorials while somebody's like playing these racing games. Like they got massive monitors and they got like the actual steering wheel, but it's like connected to something. It's not like I think it was the Wii when you used yeah. to like when the Wii came out, you had the steering wheel to play like go like Mario Kart. It's not like that. At least they the one I saw. But uh, yeah, it was very nice of Harry Mays to join us. Um, what are your takes? What do you think uh, about what Harry had to say as far as? Uh, the Eagles, as far as the Rager pick, the Jalen Hurts, as far as Clowney coming to the Eagles. Give us your thoughts. Our number is 724-815-0667. Our lines are open, as you heard. The phone lines are – and, I, dude, I was getting so nervous, too, because, like, you can't see my computer. But, like, once I clicked, you know, answer the phone, uh, like, all of a sudden, like, my screen went white. I'm like, oh. I was, like, I was like, tell me I'm going to have to call this guy back. Like, tell me. Oh, like, Jesus. It's always something, I tell you. And yet they say that Skype's supposed to be better than Zoom for podcasting. I That's, think it's worked out. I think the one week it didn't work was, I think that was our error. That was with Andy. Yeah. That was our error, yes. Yeah, so I think it's been fine. Yeah, so far it's been good. Um, but, uh, yeah, let us know. I, uh, I want to talk about the clowny. Yes. Situation. How before you go in? How are we doing on our message board? We got people in or We're not? We're good. We're good. Okay, good. Keep going. Clowny. While you talk about that, I want to grab another beer. There you go. I really, do, I'm really not a fan of bringing Clowny in at this point because he does want around twenty million dollars, and for that number, he played fifty fifty six percent of the snaps last year. Only had three sacks, seven tackles for loss, and thirteen quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. Our second-year player, Josh Sweat, played 35% of the snaps, 
had four sacks, seven tackles for loss, and 11 quarterback hits. For this, for way, for $20, $19 million less, you get the same performance. Why would you want Jadavion Clowney? Well, I, I, there, there's a lot of people that like it. Do they like it? That's like it's bringing big... in Namdi Asawa again. Is that just like, is it just them bringing in a big name to, like, for people to get excited about? That's that's exactly what it is. is people it, like to hear names. Is it also to piggyback off the fact that he took a dirty, dirty hit against Carson? It's like, well, look, now he can be our dirty player, and then Carson and him can bury it and move on. Like like Harry Mays was saying, it's like there's a lot of people speculating whether or not Carson would want him. It's Listen, like at the end of the day, I'll trust Howie with with that. That play happened. It is what it is. That's football. It was an unfortunate way to end the season for me personally, but I have respect for Jadavian. He's a heck of a player. That's what Carson Wentz came out and said. Yeah, you just move on. I mean, I'd be more – like people are speculating whether or not, like, oh, would he want Clowney on the team? Would he not have this, that, and the other thing? I think, if if anything, Carson would be more concerned about the whole we just drafted a quarterback thing over a guy that took a dirty hit on him last season. And he doesn't seem to have an issue with that, so – I wouldn't mind if Clowney came out and had 12 sacks last year and his numbers were phenomenal and he looks – his numbers aren't there for me to pay him $20 million a year. Right. Especially, we're going to be $50 million over the salary cap in 2021. Yeah. we got to figure out that salary cap. Then you bring in another player, now you're looking at $70 million over salary cap. Pay the players we got. I would agree. Get some linebackers. And let's play some ball. Let's play some Huge ball. Out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not done yet. Not done yet. Uh, since that was my drop the microphone moment. No, <laughs> don't drop the microphone. It's like expensive equipment. Didn't you learn anything from Mr. Feeney when we were watching that yesterday? Be careful with that valuable equipment. That's what it came to. We watched like eight hours of Boy Meets World. Yeah, when Corey and Topanga slept together in the AV room and everyone thought they had sex, even though like the principal they're, found them. They're and like they were, 12. They're 12. <laughs> Oh, good times. It's weird that that was a show that we watched growing up, and then like looking back on it, it's like, this, first of all, this is weird. Sh- this is a weird show. Second of all, this was like, like that. I think when that when that sex episode aired, we were probably like ten. It's like that was kind of like a little risque. A little for that risque time. for us. And then and they still don't even air the uh, the drunk episode. They they pulled that from syndication. They won't air it. Oh really? I saw they, they had it on Hulu. Hmm. Well, streaming apps might be different, but when that was on, like, didn't that run on uh, the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or Nick at Night? I, I forget. It, it ran on a couple of syndicated shows, like networks, I should say. And, yeah, they refused to air that episode. I thought it was a great episode. That's because we like to drink. Yeah, we like to party. Like to party, like to drink. Uh, so sticking with uh, the Eagles, we're talking about Clowney. Uh, one of the things I did mention was uh, the Eagles schedule. Well, all of the NFL schedules got announced, but the Eagles schedule got it uh, released so that we could see uh, how the season's going to look. Woo! Uh, do you have uh, any takes on the uh, matter? Or do you need to like look up the uh, picture to see the schedule? You didn't give me time to tell me we're doing Eagles schedule. I'm sorry. What did you think that we were going to jump into? It doesn't matter. we got nothing but time. It's, where, where do you got to go? What do you got to do? Go get a haircut? I'm your barber. It's an eagle schedule. <laughs> okay, yes, it is an eagle. All right, here's how fast you do it. You go into our group a, chat and just look up the picture. No, I have it right here. Okay. All right, we start with the Redskins again. Yes. For what? This is the third time in four years or whatever? Then after that, it's 
hit or miss. Every like we we have a tough stretch: 49ers, Steelers, and the Ravens. That's going to be a tough stretch right there. So, uh, and again, all speculation, all whatever. Yeah, I'm uh, not going through the schedules. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not asking you to. I'm just asking based off of paper by looking at what that is, assuming nothing gets pushed back, delayed, changed around because we start late or whatever. Ten and six. Ten and six. Wow. You and Sal Pal. Yeah. Sal Pal came out and made this whole big rant about how this was the Eagles' year. We're going back to the Super Bowl. We're an 11-5 and five team. I didn't see that. What do you say? Maybe nine wins. That's that nine, ten, and eleven, not that far off right there. It matters when it comes to playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Talk about, yeah, you don't get that queued up. <laughs> I'll get all that stuff. I'm gonna work. I'll work on getting the soundboard up and running this week. I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like uh, listener Tim, he said uh, eight and eight. Uh, I thought maybe nine. I think I think there's gonna be a tough couple of games in there that. Stars like I mean, every this, year. This, I mean, we but, lost, we lost games that we shouldn't have lost last year. We won games that we shouldn't have lost and won. It's just every year for this team. No, I understand that, but I'm just saying in the sense that uh, uh, I, I, looking at looking at the schedule is like I, I sat there and went, okay, you, I could see that we have games that's like, all right, this is on paper, we got this, we got, but they end up losing the games that we're supposed to win, and then somehow miraculously pull out of their ass a game that they were supposed to just destroy and then but, lose it. I mean, we lost the Dolphins last year. That's enough said. Yeah, are you still happy about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled about that. I'm tickled about that. Well, you seem more upset and got really pumped when uh, we were talking about Dallas's center, and now you're just like, eh, it's a schedule. I don't care. It is a schedule. I mean... <laughs> you do know that we are a, 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 a podcast talking about sports, and we have to cover everything. Harry Mason... Not, just what, not <laughs> just what you want. Harry Mays even said you can't really get excited about this kind of stuff because there's really nothing to get excited about right now. <laughs> he can say that because he was our guest. You are a host. I expect you to banter with me. Duh. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think ultimately we're going to look – you know, you're saying 10. I'm saying 9. It's. I think it's going to come down to playoffs as far as – about eight. That's a good possibility. <laughs> Seven. I I could see that happening. If people don't know, we're going Jim du- Jim and Dwayne from the office. I'm glad you caught on to that. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. We watch enough. All, we we've watched all there is to watch on TV. The like literally, there's there's we've watched every comedy, every episode of SVU. Yep, yep. Like Jesus, we've watched it all. You got it here. You got it here first, people. We got it all. Um. So here, thank you, Moser. He said, "Stop yelling at me." I'm sensitive flower. He didn't say that part. He just said, "Stop yelling at me." He may hear that you say sensitive flower. A and, delicate and then, flower. And then he'll turn around and go, "All right, never mind. Keep giving him hell." Well, this is when I just ignore people. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I don't really have anything else really. That aggressive or anything attached to NFL or any of that. But I do have something uh, that I wanted to share with everybody today um, because we're coming – like in – today's what, the 10th? Isn't so it? Yeah, it's Mother's Day, the 10th. Oh. So in – doesn't mean the Mother's Day is always the 10th though. No, I know, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I said that at the beginning of the show. You don't listen. Um, 
Excuse me. So let's talk about, about cranberry and vodkas after the show. I know. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to share with everybody because I saw this, I guess early last week or middle of last week, um, and we will talk about the last dance like we have the last couple of weeks. Uh, but piggybacking off that with the whole sports documentary scene, uh, I saw that they are doing a documentary special on Roy Halladay. Yes, E60. On E60. It, and it airs May 29th. So in two weeks and a few days. So whatever the 29th is. I assume Thursday, two weeks from now, puts us at the 24th, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. So it's a Friday. Yeah, you're going to – you let me know when you look at your calendar. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's another night I don't have to work at the BFW. There you go. So – uh, they're they're airing the special on the 10th anniversary of his perfect game. Now, originally, if baseball was actually in play, that was supposed to be the night that they were going to retire his number, and they were going to have a whole big Roy Halladay celebration. But unfortunately, he passed away, and well, obviously he did that years ago. But uh, with the COVID-19 and everything getting pushed back, um, they can't do it. So I assume that they were in production to air this at some point anyway, and then they just moved it up like they did with The Last Dance right. to do that for that night. So I have here queued up the trailer, and I want to play that for you guys now. So if you haven't seen it, enjoy, and we will be right back. Unrealistic expectation. I, I don't think there's such a thing as perfect. There's few pitchers that you can think about that you have this supreme respect for. He was the epitome of what a perfect pitcher should look like. One of the greatest pitchers of his time. Absolutely stoic warrior. One of the toughest in the game. Nobody wants to face Roy. The work ethic was the best I've ever seen. A man who was expected to be perfect or seen as perfect. I saw how hard that was on him. Did you think he was an addict? Yes. The second no-hitter in postseason history. He was tormented. His body was dependent on these medications just to function. ADD, depression, anxiety, paranoia. Where he had a lot of demons that he was trying to work on all at the same time. What do you think he got out of flying? Freedom. One of my last texts were, be careful with that thing. 911, what's the address of your emergency? 
airplane just now crashed up here in a place called Sand Bay. Roy would want everyone to know that people are not perfect. We all struggle. But with hard work, humility, and dedication, imperfect people can still have perfect moments. Perfect. I hate that word, perfect. trailer now i know that you're on a delay watching that so that was probably weird for you it's still going on a little bit at the end <laughs> but uh audio it is i don't know about you but for me it is kind of chilling it's like man it, it, it's just a shame to see him gone way too young no that, that e60 looks pretty awesome though i can't wait to watch it, it looks really really good and i didn't realize how much he had to deal with as far as like his i don't want to call it pill popping but like with all the drugs that he had to take I didn't like. I mean, on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I understood that. Normal. Yeah. I, I understand that it's like, hey, you got back problems, you got soreness. You were a pitcher. Like, I can't imagine what you did to your shoulder and your arm. Right. But like the fact that he had paranoia, uh, anxiety, depression, ADD. ADD like, I didn't yeah. know any of that. And it's like you can only imagine, like, like the the cocktail of like pills that he would take in his hand every day. Like, you know, it sounds like to me probably close to like seven pills a day, maybe. Someone knows how many different doctors he was going to. And yeah. yeah. So uh, I think, like, you know, everybody's hyped up about the uh, last dance. And I saw that this past week, and I thought, man, that's going to be a really, really interesting E60 moment that they're, they're going to do this whole uh, in-depth dive into uh, Roy Halladay. And I, I instantly I was like, i got to share this on the show. i got to bring this back up. So uh, – uh, yeah, and that will air on the 29th. Uh, which is a Friday night, we discovered. <laughs> which is a Friday night, according to that trailer. Because, again, since this will go to the podcast and to the website, there is no video. So that airs on May 29th at 7 p.m. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, you know what else happened? I know that this is not actually uh, – we're not actually doing the uh, um, re- sports rewind yet. Because that is coming up. Cause okay. We're, oh. we're getting close to Ooh. the end. Uh, I gotta but, bring up my little button here. Yes, but uh, there is there. This is something that I I just thought was kind of interesting. Was uh, Jamie Moyer ten years ago became the first becomes the oldest pitcher to ever throw a complete shutout game. So two in ten years like that man. Think about how great that year was. Like that that team. Moyer 10 years ago, Halliday here 10 years ago. You had the perfect game. You got Moyer throwing a complete shutout. Man threw a fastball of like 76. Yeah. Like, that was just – that I was still ju- throw my arm out though. Yeah, I know. But it was just like that, man, that was just such an amazing time to just be a Phillies fan. I mean it always is. But back then, like when you had Lee and Halliday and Hamels, like all those guys. Oh, man. The four aces at one point. Yeah. Four horsemen. H2O2? Yeah, I forget all the different names going on. Hamels, Halliday, Oswalt, and I forget the other one. But uh, we got more comments coming in. Uh, I was told our audio is low, but it seems like it's just coming from one person. Same so as maybe, before. No, yeah, maybe it's just uh, they're, what they're listening to. 
It's potential. It's possible. It's possible. If the audio was low, I'll find out in post so that when it goes on to uh, the web page, when it goes on to everything else, we'll be set. Um, and Casey, yeah, you were at that game, that Moira game. The Jamie was, she, game. was she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That That's a cool thing to uh, actually remember. I wish I could have been at that. Then again, Booch, since we're talking about history and games that you were at or witnessed, how was Roy Halladay's perfect game? It was fine. It was yeah? Good. Yeah, you enjoyed that? Yeah, it was great. Yeah? What's the end of it, dude? <laughs> It was the Phillies versus Marlins game, all right? Because we were we were having a birth was a birthday party for Nick. Something oh like my god, night. you were so angry with it. Why didn't anybody come get me? I watched it at the end with everybody else. I just didn't watch the first eight innings leading up to it, all right? Why didn't nobody come? Did? Because it was also game one of the Flyers Blackhawks game. So why we were, were you watching that? We were listening to that outside playing beer pong. Yeah, why were you why were you listening? Because at that point I actually cared about the Flyers. Then they became a bunch of assholes. Then I don't care about them. Go Avalanche. <laughs> Boo. Oh man. So that was that topic. And then uh, before we jump into the sports rewind, because I know you got you got that trigger finger. You're getting ready. Um, I wanted to bring this up, which is going to be airing, I guess, this week. Which is, uh, can you turn off of our mics? Our volume's all the way up. Okay. Because a couple of people are saying our volume is low. All right. But I, I don't know. I mean, volume hasn't changed all show. Okay. Uh, so I think this is airing this week, the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, it is. So this will be covering the Owen Hart tragedy. Now, if, you, if nobody is here familiar with the Dark Side of the Ring <clears> – <throat> excuse me. If nobody is familiar with the Dark Side of the Ring show, uh, this – does an in-depth behind-the-scenes looks of all of some like all of like the uh, tragedies and some of the, like the craziest, insane things that has ever graced WWE, WCW, uh, independent circuits, you name it. Anything wrestling, it's in there. And uh, it this this season started with the Benoit the ben, murder homicide. Two-part Benoit, yeah, the murder. Is this homicide. a two-part or is this just one? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but. I know that this is the season finale, and this is a huge – like the Benoit to kickoff was huge, and to end the season with Owen Hart is huge because Owen Hart died the day before my birthday in 99 at the pay-per-view – I think it was called Over the Edge. Sounds right. Uh, which now as I say it, it sounds horrible for the way they he had... died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ne- like putting that together. I shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. <clears throat> but he died live in front of an audience at a pay-per-view – Doing a stunt, which was regularly done both on WWE and WCW, where you would uh, even even Gritty does it now, jumping from basically the top of the of the stadium or the arena, whatever you're at, hook to a harness and rappel down. Yeah, it happens all the time. From every stadium does it. And unfortunately, on this night, he the carabiner broke and everything. And Kansas City it happened in. That part I don't know. You're probably right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I don't but, know why that popped in my head. But yeah, he uh, he fell I think like 20 feet and then landed chest first on the turnbuckle. Turnbuckle, turnbuckle yeah. Like I mean, and but he still wasn't pronounced dead until he got to the hospital. It, it's just a tragic, tragic thing. 
And I assume they're going to... His gonna... wife's p- still pissed off to this day with the WWE. I would be too. Wants no parts of the Hall of Fame. Wants no parts of any sort of money from them. Well, I would be and too. I think this, is, this is weird because this is the first time we're actually going to see this whole story play out. And they're marketing... And here's the part that gives me pause. Because they're marketing it as uh, never-before-seen footage. Like, because the night that it happened, instantly they saw it like there was Black an issue. Screen. It didn't go to a black screen. It They saw it happen, and they instantly cut to JR and the King. Okay, I remember a black and screen. It, and it was just on them the entire time while the EMTs, everybody was in the in the ring. And they were just trying to commentate what was going on or, like, you know, this is like – this isn't this isn't stage. This is completely real. There's a, been a huge accident. Whatever. Eventually they cut to like a black screen or a promo or something. But the pay per view event went on. Like it wasn't like oh there was this horrific event. All right, we we gotta shut it down. Yeah. No, I mean it went on for another like hour and a half. Because this was relatively like early on, almost the middle. Because it was the Intercon- intercontinental championship. So you still had. Uh, like your main title bout that still had to go. Right. So, uh, I, I don't know what never before seen footage is. I'm assuming, not show what I'm happened. assuming, I'm assuming they're marketing it as they're going to show him fall to a point, but I doubt they'll even do that. This might just be other people, um, with their cameras or even like stuff that's happened backstage, pr- like prior to the incident. And then like maybe backstage after the incident with other wrestlers. I don't know. But I highly suggest if you're into wrestling or if you're into like this like behind the scenes look at stuff, uh, it this airs Tuesdays. Tuesday at ten. Tuesday, nine. Tuesday at nine, nine or ten on Vice, which is a USA. Viceland. Viceland. Uh, definitely check it out. And if you've never watched any of the episodes, this concludes season two, and there's a lot of good stuff in there that I think a lot of people would really really like. So now. Senor Booch, it is time to go back in time with this week's Sports Rewind. This week in sports history. In 1973... Casey's home? She's been home. I thought she went out. Continue on, man. You're right. 1973, longest baseball game in Veterans Stadium. The Phillies beat the Braves 5-4 to four in 20 innings. In 1973 as well, the 99th Kentucky Derby was... Uh, won by Secretariat, the fastest Kentucky Derby ever, with 1 minute 59 seconds, point four, whatever that is. 1984, Baltimore Orioles' Cal Ripken Jr. hits for the cycle. In that same During that same week in 84, Chicago White Sox beat Milwaukee Brewers 7-6 in 25 innings. The game started the night of the 8th and concluded the morning of the 9th. 1986, Philadelphia Phillies outfielder Gary Maddox retires. 1991, Philadelphia Philly, Lenny Dykstra slams his sports car into two trees. 1993, Bill Walton is inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. 1994, Denver Nuggets become NBA's first number eight seed to beat a number one seed, that being Seattle. And... Lastly, in 02, Barry Bonds hits his 400th career home run as a San Francisco Giant in a 3-0 win over Cincinnati. 
Bonds is the first player with 400 homers for one team and 100 with the other. That would be the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. And that concludes this week's Sports Rewind. Yeah, woodaloo. I can't wait to get the soundboard set to my computer so I can just hit buttons. You don't got to worry about it. But because you, my only job all week. Dude, you were twerking the entire time I was trying to do that. I'm trying to focus on what I'm reading, and you're over here with your hands on the chair twerking. I know the chairs are uncomfortable. Chairs are uncomfortable. I'm stretching out I, my back. That's the weirdest stretch I've ever seen. It felt good. Yeah, let me, let me sit here and bounce at the knees, shake my ass to nobody. Wait, you didn't think I was going to call you out on that? Come on, bro. I was trying to get you to laugh while you were doing that. I know what you were doing. <laughs> I'm glad you entertain yourself. Shit. Uh, do you got anything else to conclude this week's show? Uh, last night was MMA for all those UFC guys. Oh, yeah. Or... I, I even have that in the ticker, and I completely forgot about it. Go ahead. I don't I, – I know oh. you wanted to talk about it. I don't really uh, watch UFC it, 249 was last night. So uh, Dana White – I know the one guy retired after the fight. Yes. The the one thing like I didn't watch it cuz we didn't buy it. The, the, you had you had to get ESPN Plus and you had to spend like 30 or 40 dollars for the fights like no thank you. It's not worth it. I got money in the if, bank tonight. If if I was going to do that, I would do that with other people, but since we can't socially do that, I was like, eh, I'll catch recaps. Um but yes, they they aired that last night in a complete empty arena, so it's like watching WWE. And actually some of the fighters, at least two of the fighters that I watched recap on their entrance, actually pandered to the non-fans. Like, their music's playing, so they're, like, you know, hyping it up with, yeah. like, f- uh, fist bumps, like, uh, high-fiving fans that aren't there, etc. Right. But the one thing that I took away from um, the recaps that I was listening to, that I read, uh, they were saying this was the m- – even though this was the weirdest fight, it was the most heard fight because every punch, every kick, every single slam – you could hear vividly, like to the point where it was like, oh, like if it was a nasty shot, because the guy that retired uh, KO'd somebody. I, I, I don't know the names because I didn't really dive that deep into it. Oh, I forgot about that too. Shit, I got to talk about that before we get off the air. Um, but yeah, that was apparently it was a really, really uh, loud, interesting I fight. heard it was an awesome night of fights, as what listener Sean said. Listener Tim said. Should Kevin Brogan have done post-fight interviews from the ring? I don't know. Does he do that? Does he do that? If he does do that, is he on our payroll? Because we don't pay. You could hear them breathing, the fighters. Okay. See, I'm getting a word-by-word from people. Okay. See, again, they were saying like this fight was very, very audible to a point that you've never heard something like this before. So I guess that made up for the you fact. You can hear that, me breathing walking down the street. So. But I assume that made up. I assume that made up for the what's fact that you that? didn't have. No. Uh, fine. I will give you your what's up with that moment. Hold on. Let me find your. Uh, here we go. feel good about that yeah <laughs> yeah you're, you're happy that we got that uh, i'll make sure when i get the soundboard up to date i'll have that on there. i need like a what's up with that moment then okay well then you can work on that get yourself a what's if up I, with that if moment I knew you're going to play that today i should have came up with a moment i i'm telling you i will get when i get 
the audio clips and everything hooked up because I'm going to try and figure out how to get one for your computer because I think if we can get a USB cord to plug into here where our phones used to go, yeah, you should be able to play any audio directly through the board that would go through the show and you wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to hold up to the microphone. Okay. And then that way I can try and figure out how to get soundboard for your computer. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk uh, talk about real quick before we finish up the the day. Um, where did it go? Uh, so have you heard about Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield coming out of retirement to fight again? They started training for another boxing match. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. So apparently it's for charity. It's only a charity thing. It's for uh, Unite for Our Fight. So obviously it's a COVID-19 um, charity trying to raise money for first responders, families in need for food, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Tyson was the first – go ahead. Going back, he didn't mean to say Kevin Brogan. I think it auto-corrected. He meant to say Joe Rogan. <laughs> I like Kevin Brogan better. <laughs> well, I, I was confused, but now it makes more sense. <laughs> nice. Gotta love autocorrect. Uh, but yes, so Tyson announced he will be coming out of retirement to do exhibition fights. Not actually go into like title fights or anything like that, but he's currently training. He's currently getting involved. And then Evander Holyfield announced that he was coming out of retirement to do the same thing for exhibition fights only. And the conversation that has been sparked is Holyfield Tyson 3. Oh, my God. Now, Ho Holyfield said he wants to fight him, but it's not his first pick. I forget who his first pick is. You know is. his son plays for the Eagles? What? Evander Holyfield, his son plays for the Eagles. Plays? Yeah. He's a running back. I, I'm I, just telling you a fun fact. Oh, that is a fun fact. I did not know that. He, we signed him last year before the playoffs. Okay. Uh, but my question to you is, and I know this is the end of the show, and I probably should have added this earlier on, but would you watch that? Nope. Would you watch Holyfield Tyson 3? Probably. Just for just for shits and giggles, old guys yeah, pounding each other? Yeah, old guys pounding. That sounds really well, good. <laughs> man, I wish we had our soundboard, man. <laughs> Watch a box when they each other. Come on. <laughs> We're all adults here. Uh, but, yeah, Holyfield uh, hasn't hasn't been in the ring in, like, nine years. I think he retired in – I think his last fight was 11 and retired in 14. So he's gearing up to get back ready into the fight. Tyson's gearing up training get ready for the fight. Apparently they're in decent shape ready to go. I don't know. Something to – Keep your eyes out for for the coming weeks to see how this pans out. Because I don't know who else is – it's not just going to be the two of them for these exhibition charity fights. No. So, yeah, there probably a few others. So I'm interested in seeing who else, like, joins in. Like, I shouldn't say obviously, but I would imagine Mayweather gets in. Maybe Oscar De La Hoya comes out. Maybe a George Foreman. Nice pull. Promotes another grill. George Foreman did have something to say about I mean, he Tyson? Until... I forget. He said something Maybe about Maybe Muhammad Ali. Oh, jeez. Never mind. Awkward. Man, you're morbid. And I think with that, we should just call it. My God. Um, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Uh, make sure you tell all your mothers or anybody that you know, your friends, your family, your aunts, your grandmoms, anybody that's around, anybody that's a mother, 
wish them a happy Mother's Day. Um, if you don't have a mother, if your mother's no longer with us, then my thoughts are with you. I love you all. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Again, thanks for Harry Mays. Uh, he's on the, Tun- the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. They air Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and, yeah, we'll be back next week. And, again, you heard it here earlier today. I'll repeat it again. Next week we are to have Hollis Thomas on the show. So, until then, we will see you guys next week. Have a good, have a good afternoon. Drinks on me. Or not financially. Just, just go drink. All right, see you guys.